Hello everyone, I'm your host Luke, and this is my co-host. What up, it's Kelsey. I'm here again. He passed his job interview. Woo. Welcome back, Kelsey. Your well, your payment is in the mail. Right, yeah. yeah I'm for, still expecting that. Yeah. I'm still waiting on the direct deposit yeah, your, to come uh, through. Yeah, your uh, check's in the mail. <laughs> the snail mail, great. <laughs> Got lost in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, great. That's, yeah. I have to fly out there soon anyway. Yeah, well, that's where my laptop is. What? No, it's in Georgia. That, fuck, that's even farther. Yeah, that guy that stole my laptop. What? Yeah, didn't I tell you? About oh my that? God! And yeah. you're just tracking him. Yeah, I, I I tried selling it on Facebook Marketplace, and he, uh, yeah, that, Those that's that's a whole man. That's a whole another story. Those scamming little shits. Yeah, like, that, that's a whole fun part of my life. That kind of the existence. Yeah, but whatever. That's that's besides <laughs> the point. You can look at my Twitter if you don't believe me. I yeah. documented it there. You're tracking yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so. <laughs> FollowLukesLaptop.com. Yeah. <laughs> Reptilian Insider News. Yeah. Okay, we're so... We're going around the world. Yeah, we're already off track. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is according to a website called Baptist Press. So, mm. it's probably skewed in the direction oh, opposite was, of me. I was going to say trustworthy, but okay. Where, like, they're motivated to try to prove that the Bible was legit and whatnot. Oh, sure. And what some might call a reformed Catholic, basically. Right. Um, so, what are we talking about today, finally? Uh, we're talking about the searches for Noah's Ark. Damn. Um, which, according to them, is by no means a new enterprise. Ron Stewart, author of, quote, Noah's Ark, a scientific look past future future and past participle, has documented more than 100 expeditions and arc sightings, dating as far back as 2500 BC, and among the most notable recordings up to 1990. There's been a lot more recently that we'll get into. And in 475 BC, a Chaldean priest reported the ark's remains could be seen at the bottom of a mountain glacier. Uh, in 3080, the Egyptian historian Hieronymus said the remains of the Ark could be seen on Ararat. In 50 AD, in the first century after Christ, uh, historians Nicholas of Damascus and Flavius jo Josephus both told Noah's story in a way that agreed with the biblical account. Both also reported the remains of the Ark were still preserved in their time. In 560 AD, St. Isidore um, reported that the wood of the Ark could be seen on a mountain. Um, in 620, Byzantine Emperor Hera Heraclius was reported to have climbed Ararat and seen the Ark after conquering the territory. In 1269, Marco Polo reported finding the Ark after a three-day climb in, quote, the snowy reaches of a very high mountain. Um, in 1647, Explorer Adam O'Leary's reported seeing the petrified remains of the Ark. In 1829, Frederick Parrott reported seeing wooden relics made from the Ark at the base of Mount Ararat in a cathedral that was also destroyed in an earthquake in 1840. Uh, 1832 to 1850, multiple expeditions launched by Turkey, Russia, and England failed to find the Ark. 1856, two atheist British scientists climbed Ararat 
to disprove the existence of the Ark, but reported finding a, quote, chest-like shape made of petrified wood at 15,000 feet on the northeast side of Ararat. Efforts to burn the Ark reportedly fell because the wood was petrified, which, why would it be? So why did atheists look for it? I, I don't know. Um, in 1883, the Turkish government reported that an expedition located the Ark at 14,000 feet and saw animal cages and stalls. They just see metal cages and, you know, that weren't rusted or anything, apparently. Metal. Metal yeah. cages? Metal. Hmm. Well, On a not, wooden boat. Kind of questioning hmm. that. Yeah, I mean... Um, did, when you read that earlier, was that the Ark of the Covenant or Noah's Ark? I mean, these are, metal? according to the same website, it's all Noah's Ark. Oh, okay. It sounded like the Ark. Of the Covenant. Yeah, right. The, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Sorry to interrupt there. Yeah. You know. God dang it, Kelsey. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, 1917. Photos and measurements of the Ark were reportedly taken by a Russian military expedition but then were lost when the Tsar Nicholas was overthrown. Those crazy Russians. I respect my <laughs> Russian audience, which I don't have any, I think. Oh, slowly growing oh, Russian yeah. audience, don't you mean? Yeah. Guten Tag. <laughs> oh, wait, that's German. Uh, 1945, a Turkish soldier claiming to have photographed the Ark from an airplane, aeroplane, 1948, a Turkish farmer reported seeing a box-like structure above 11,000 feet on Ararat. So he, he, he was just standing near his cow, and he looked up and saw... Oh, God, there the it ark. is. Ah! And then he... Funny how... Then he these, saw the Lord. These expeditions, and he was the one to find it. Yeah. Feeding, <laughs> feeding his cow. <laughs> on a farm in Turkey. 1949, an aerial photograph recorded a formation on the mountain that resembles a ship with dimensions that fit the biblical account of the ark, which would... 1952, a pilot claimed the military took pictures of the ark at 12,000 feet, which... I knew the military was not only hiding proof of aliens, but proof of Noah's ark, so... Well, Mount Ararat is probably... Is probably a hiding place for aliens too. Right. I mean, geez. It's probably within the Bermuda Triangle. Um, 1990, a laser enhancement of a satellite photo reportedly clarified a box like shape broken in half. So, if it broke in half, how did it carry all those animals? Maybe after. Think of all the elephants. So, I found some interesting information that, you know. Mount Ararat is in Armenia. Right. right? It's in Turkey, right? Uh, well, it's near Turkey, yeah. Right. And it's a really tall mountain. And there's an old old story about um, a massive Armenian flood. And it flooded the area and supposedly... Is it a flood myth? It's a flood myth because how did Noah's Ark get all the way up on top of a freaking mountain? Well, I... <laughs> so they're like Noah's Ark... Like how that's a flood myth. Mm -hmm. Like there's flood myths all over the world. Yeah. Like they're, um, the Chinese have one. Um, the Japanese have one. Uh, the Australian Aborigines have one. Yeah. Native there's, Americans pre-contact. Yeah, there's a few different... I'm, I'm reading more and more and I'm finding more. Right. Like current day 
organizations that are all founded in different areas in China and uh, Turkey and Armenia and uh, where they claim to have founded. Well, and I'm finding a lot of these. I mean, you know, a lot of these names that seem to have Asian backing to them, like Andrew Yun Manfei and right. Boaz Li Chi Kuang. I mean, that probably there's a chance there's you know there's all sorts of uh, you know more oriental sounding names that maybe I'm going to get flagged for saying oriental it's Asian sounding names I don't know yeah. I'm going to get flagged no matter what yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, I but just... all of these new like media groups and like belief groups have been formed by people with uh, with you know the colloquial naming systems like I, I, I would just like to clarify that to me it's just interesting like the whole reason why we're covering this is like all these people independent of one another just claim to have been discovering and rediscovering the same thing right noah's ark that you know would be irrefutable proof that there was noah and the flood and yeah you know the the similar timeline issues that happen that require you know a large boat to get on top of right (laughs) i mean to me if you believe in noah's ark happening like to me that means that you think the earth is six thousand years old you know i is that a leap i i don't know well what what do you think about the earth being six thousand years old i mean i don't i think it's (laughs) 14 billion years old Right. You know, because I believe in science. Well, sure. I I don't know how to say that without sounding like a jerk. What makes you think that finding Noah's Ark is going to solve these problems, these people's problem, you know? Like, what what are, how are they basing their whole belief system around this giant boat that just had animals and a guy on it? Like, you know, like, what, where's the, you know? Connect religious belief factor in that this guy with a boat and his animals <laughs> but yeah. it, it's rebirth i guess is kind of what you're well uh, okay what they are looking at okay well like let, let, let's say collected two of each animal right sure imagine how stinking big that boat would have to be well i mean and that means he would have had to have gone to he would have had to have collected those animals from all over the world, right? You would think so. I mean, now we're getting into the actual like detail of the story of one of or two of each animal. Like, right? Where the fuck, you know, is he gonna travel around and be like, ah, oh, I need this bird. I, I need, <laughs> I need bird. This, I, need I need this it. tortoise. I mean, maybe he didn't get all of them, and that's where species care. I don't know. Maybe that's why there's no more unicorns. Exactly. He Think about those. that. You forgot the unicorns and leprechauns and left them off the boat. Wow. That's, <laughs> that, would, that would suck. So, what this is, is um, this is kind of a subsect of biblical archaeology. Okay. This is an academic school and a subset of biblical studies in Levantine archaeology. And... This emerged in the late 19th century, so it's relatively recent, yeah. by British and American archaeologists with the aim of confirming the historicity of the Bible. Um, between the 1920s 
when Palestine came under British rule in the 1960s, biblical archaeology became the dominant American school of Levantine archaeology, um, led by various figure, figures. And the work was mostly funded by churches and headed by theologists. And from the late 1960s, it was influenced by processual archaeology or new archaeology and faced issues that made it push aside the religious aspects of the research. And this has led the American schools to shift away from biblical studies and focus on the archaeology of the region and its relation with the biblical text, rather than trying to prove or disprove the biblical account. Hmm. Um, and the... Um, I, I, I would just like to say as a side note, like I've done some extensive studying into this part where um, like the term Israelites isn't mentioned by exterior source in the historical record until mm -hmm. like 1300 BC you know like by the Egyptians yeah like on one of their they're, they're called like stelly you, you know like those curved they, they kind of look like a tombstone sure where it's like flat and then ends in a a rounded shape yeah gotcha. and they one of the pharaohs um you know he's celebrating his own successes in his life he mentions like that he had conquered the israelites or you know like a city of the israelites or something hmm. so like they they only appear in the archaeological record as a distinct cultural group pretty recently hmm. i mean okay let's More look at recently the than, right yeah like you look at the egyptians they've been you know we we know where they were for like five thousand years up to five thousand years ago right they were like a distinct cultural group like the israelites are a very more recent modern modern sure yeah and like yeah, the no. kingdom of jerusalem israel and judah only were around for a couple hundred years but sure yeah, like they're it, it to me it's just ironic that it came to be such a world dominating force that you know came out of that. a metropolitan yeah well like you know christianity is so widespread and islam and judaism sure you know, those three big religions all came out of you know but why why don't i kick it over to you uh kelsey well i mean sure yeah we were just talking about like the the different religious aspects of it well i'm still hung up on how this boat with animals is gonna lead you to believing that you need to change your ways and do a whole belief system like i don't know it's uh I did a quick search for born again, born again religions, and I found a WikiHow page with pictures. Well, I, I, I think there's, from what I understand, it seems like it's the. It depends what church, you know. There's a million do denominations. Sure. You know, to me, that 
just means like Southern Baptist. Oh yeah. But that you know is such a general term. Oh, there's a whole whole denomination of supposed rebirth, you know, right? Focused religions like supposedly Lutheranism, Moravianism, Mora, 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 Anglicanism, like Quakerism, Baptist, and Pentecostal. Yeah, like Mormons and Jehovah's Witness. Those are the ones that are like some of the newer ones that. But I just, uh, shit, man, I just Googled, like... They call them Mormons and Jehovah's. You know, be, like, how to reborn, be rebir reborn as a uh, Christian. And it, a wiki house shows up with pictures. And, you know, it's just... They give you all the steps, 1 through 14, and, you know, it's, uh, none of the people look happy. And, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, a born-again is like someone that... Um, at least their like conversion experiences like um you know they were an alcoholic or they abused substances or sure um well you've had a they, huge disconnect with religion in your life so you've been born again into the religion right you rediscovered it and like you accepted Jesus as your savior and, oh sure i mean you know like uh you have to shout from the rooftops and part of the whole thing is like telling people that are just complete strangers like here's my conversion experience that saved my life and I want to save yours too by you know converting you you know like I've been at work and they've like hey, they start out all innocent and then all of a sudden they're like handing you a pamphlet saying, come to my church. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to sell you stuff. <laughs> you know? Right. Yep, I understand. There's a, there's a whole salesperson pitch that, you know, got to give to get. Oh, I'm sure they get like, really good at it. Well, and, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine that was saying he's a ex-Mormon. And he was talking about all of the, like, printing and everything. The When it comes to the books and the pamphlets and you get guys knocking on your doors. Right, they're... All they're, of those little sheets of paper. They're mission trips. Yeah, that, that Mormon printing service is, like, the top five, one of the top five printing companies in all of the world. Because they got all these little kids handing out papers and books for their missions and stuff yeah, like the it's amazing like the the money that can be made volume yeah. directly the the mormon church has last time i looked at 15 or 16 million active members mm -hmm. so yeah it's a busy one yeah i've seen uh you know it's similar in a lot of religions having a huge you know being current and subscriptions and you know it's all about to to feel accepted well and it's yeah it's the rebirth method too is like you know oh well you can't have it unless you have this it's that salesman pitch i don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going off topic um so i i thought i we should start with a um description of noah's ark in the Bible. I mean, let's start there, right? 
Um, uh, okay, so the structure of the Ark is homologous with the Jewish temple and with temple worship. Accordingly, Noah's instructions are given to him by God. Gen Genesis 6, uh, verses 14 to 16. The Ark is to be 300 cubits long and a... A cubit was... Cubit. <laughs> Four Rubik's cubes. Yeah. <laughs> was the distance from the elbow to the middle finger. Hmm. It, I, I, so I think about like a foot. Elbow to the middle finger? Maybe... 18 inches? Yeah, maybe about maybe about 18 to 20 inches yeah. or something like that. Okay, 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Commonly believed is the notion that a cubit is equal to 18 inches or the length of a man's arm from elbow to fingertip. Scripture, though, in conformity with its parallel to the temple, prescribes unique measurements for such a sacred or long cubit. Uh, so they're saying that that would be 21 to 25 inches, and this would result in arc dimensions of 525 by 87 by 52 feet high or roughly the size of the aircraft carrier the USS Independence holy shit and these dimensions are based on a numerological preoccupation with the number 60 um, the same number characterizing the vessel of the Babylonian flood her hero which would be Utnapishtim which is another flood myth that actually predates Noah's flood by like 1500 years but that's, wow that's besides the point um how many guys have built big boats before like <laughs> yeah I mean too many apparently a few I would think I don't know like, so it's three internal divisions reflect the three-part universe imagined by the ancient Israelites heaven the earth and the underworld um each deck is the same height as the temple in Jerusalem itself a microcosmic model of the universe and each is three times the area of the core of the tabernacle leading to the suggestion that the author saw both ark and tabernacle as serving for the preservation of human life um it has a door in the side and a sohar spelled t-s-o-h-a-r which may be either a roof or a skylight it is it was made of gopher wood a word which appears nowhere else in the bible and um this is amazing i just typed in noah's ark and there's a arkencounter.com yeah you, are you, you looking at that you, you haven't this heard is of that insane yeah. man a full-size ark according yeah, to the so, dimensions of the so bible. look look up noah's ark uh kentucky this oh are you kidding yeah me? yeah so they built like a model of it yeah that's what i'm looking at yeah it's freaking massive yeah so like they're saying the finished arc was to be smeared with copper meaning pitch or bitumen um good which old, i guess good is, old bitumen which is like uh some kind of mortar i guess waterproofing like like tar right i would assume yeah I'm not, I don't know anything about the word, but, you know, the tar, probably. 
This is insane. I'm looking at the pictures from this Ark Encounter bullshit in Kentucky. Yeah, and they dude. have they have pictures of like Stegosaurus and shit in one of their like in one of the like uh, stables in one of the stalls. It's just like, what? Are you kidding me? Noah. Oh. Life size models of of dinosaurs. I just you know sure maybe what. Maybe people were, you know, Noah was around for, uh, for antelopes and shit. Look, look, look at this, Kelsey. What? what what's the, this one? So the Ark Encounter, I, I guess I'll congratulate this on them. They actually lit up at night with the rainbow pride flag. Yeah, I see that. That's, that's good for him. I'm sorry, I don't equate the two. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, these crazy asses that believe 6,000-year-old and freaking dinosaurs and shit. Oh, I I do um, see that. Isn't what, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. just, what the hell? So, I, I, I didn't know that they put that, but here in the Ark that they built in Kentucky... They have literal dinosaurs in the <laughs> in Noah's Ark. I love that. Oh, isn't 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 that nice? They have they have uh, Noah's. They have full size cutouts of Noah and his three sons and their wives. That's a lot of inbreeding. So I, I guess know. it's like oh my so god. I guess that. I guess that. Um, is why it's open in Kentucky. You know. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, Luke, you missed that comment. Of course they were trying. You found that on LGBTQ.com, the Rainbow Arc. Uh-huh. And I found a new one on did, CBN News. Did they not Christian do that? Christian Broadcasting Network News. It says, new Noah's Ark lights. Christians need to take back the rainbow. <laughs> what? What oh. the hell? Oh, so they they did it in in an not not in solidarity with with yeah no they did it as a as an attack as a screw you okay I I guess I take it this all back. This is just insane to me that people would go and see this like I mean sure it makes sense giant biblical freaking boat that but what in the hell type of freaking stupid ass crazy motherfucker are you gonna be to build that goddamn thing so he must be rolling in cash all these crazy ass religious freaks buying up the tickets oh wait to kelsey, see freaking dinosaurs Kel locked in a stable on yeah. a boat. What kelsey what here like look, look, look at this this is insane so um on the ark encounter mm -hmm. they have um like a whole they, they have a zoo a petting zoo um, like a fossil. Yeah. Um, but then, but then they have a breakdown, a map on their website of each of the, the three, uh, yeah, the decks yeah. and I guess the ground level, like showing all the stalls and whatnot. Oh yeah. This is just built up to, oh my God. Looking at the, so of course, the futurist architects are gonna change. Oh, I, I, in the they, book. they, they, they have, they have three, 
Wait, they they have four levels of bathrooms on Noah's Ark. Well, of course. Yeah, because Noah's Ark had indoor plumbing. All of each every two animal won't be shitting on the floor <laughs> yeah. like a goddamn animal. That Stegosaurus poops a lot. Oh no! Sh oh my God! Just dinosaur shit everywhere. <laughs> Noah must have been losing his shit. Oh, they they on that boat. they also have a theater. So I'm I'm just gonna read some of the amenities on this. Yeah. This okay. Thing. So they it's have just insane. They have living quarters. They have as in the days of Noah's theater. Um, why is the Bible? Tr why the Bible is true? Oh well, they got Door at that point. Doors of the Bible, searching for truth. Um, Rainbow Covenant. That just, I, I'm gonna, they, they're taking, oh my god. Flood Legends. Just give me, give me a Ancient Man. Um, 3D Portraits. Ark Door. Who was Noah? Fairy Tale Ark. Noah's Workshop and Blacksmith. Apparently, Noah was a blacksmith. Animals in Cages. Pre-flood world. Um, Noah interview theater. And then on the first level, they have a... Ooh, they have a gift shop. Of course they have a gift shop. Yeah. A gift shop on every floor. Kelsey, we gotta go to this. This is... This. No, oh my god. Yeah, come on. I already had to walk out and fucking take a breath from it. Here, let, let, let's see. Noah's... That shit or would kill me. Kentucky. How Where? much is this? Who is this guy? How much money is this guy making per year having a giant freaking art? Here, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for directions right now. Oh my god. We're, we're doing this. That's how we're going to do it. We're just going to yeah. have to go out in public and get the real fucking deal. Get from... Oh. Get it from people that okay, tell us how it is. So it's two hours and 25 minutes by flight. But if we yeah, were but... to, if we were to drive, um, it would be eighteen hours. It's literally just a straight shot on um, I seventy. Operated by Answers in Genesis. Okay. Oh, I'm I, searching I, for these guys. I've, I've heard the, I've heard that that those people. Who's the guy behind Answers in Genesis? Like, but, I want to. Ooh, this is just infuriating me. I. I kind of want to go to the gift shop now. Get get, get yourself a, a micro arc. Yeah, you can take it to the. Yeah, this is good. To be, the pond. Yeah, and float that thing. I'm gonna oh do this just God. to annoy you. It's gonna be great. Oh, it already pisses me off. This is just insane. Let's look at their things to do. I'm trying to find out who owns this freaking thing. I want to know who's making all this money. You know, because usually they have like. Who we are. No, no freaking, no transparency here. It's oh. religion. Oh, look, look, living quarters. Find out how Noah and his family might have lived on the ark from cooking food to sleeping, recreation, and even gardening. Gardening. Well, good. They better have some freaking gardening. Like, I mean, at least these people look Middle Eastern. They're not confusing them with... Uh, white Jesus. White Jesus. I saw someone post that on a media th group that 
it looked like white Jesus, and they're all in the belief. And it's like, oh my God, you really think that he was that freaking? He would have been. Whatever. He would have been Middle Eastern. Whatever. He's Nordic Jesus. Nordic. Jesus. Nordic Jesus. He's a Viking. Here, Kelsey, is this gonna make you mad? They have VR. They have VR. Oh, Noah's sick. Ark. The VR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The VR. <laughs> That's just so oh, infuriating that they're making money off of this. Can you believe that? Of course, Can they're a religious institution. It? Well, of course, but man, like it just infuriates me that much. And they're you, you going know as far to shill out. No, here's just, here, here's one thing that will make you even matter. Is it taxed? Oh well, fuck no, it's not because. These guys, Ark Encounter, are owned by Answers in Genesis, which yeah, is... Yeah, so it's a religious which organization. Which is a religious organization. Yeah, so... And I'm still trying to figure out how these guys, who in the hell they are. Nice. Yeah, man. I knocked over the master sword. They don't have an owner. They don't have a CEO. Well, of course, because it's like religious. They don't have a CEO. Because Jesus is their CEO. Yeah. What the hell? Oh, my God. Statement of faith. No, I don't want to do nothing. Oh. Okay, so I'm I'm going to look. I'm going to relate some other. I'm, try, um, I'm trying to figure this one out. Unknown or disproven biblical objects. The Ark of the Covenant. Um, the... Searches for Noah's Ark. Oh wait, so so searches for Noah's Ark. Kelsey is known as Ark A R K Eology. Sure. Yeah. The oh, that's, <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. Um, the Shroud of Turin. Yeah. The you, you know that's a linen cloth with an the image said Jesus to be Jesus. Jesus. Um. Which is hilarious because radiocarbon dating of some sample material taken from the shroud has been dated to the Middle Ages. Not... Not Jesus' time. Yeah, not Jesus' time. And then the wow. veil of Veronica, which is a cloth with the face of a man said to be Jesus by believers imprinted on it. Um, believers think that it was a cloth used by Veronica to clean... Jesus's face on the Via Dolorosa on his way to Calvary. There are at least six images in existence that bear a marked resemblance to each other and which all claim to be the original veil. Wow. So did you find anything yet? I found the guy that owns the Ark. It's, it's not Noah. It's this guy called Ken Ham. Australia. Oh, oh, I've heard of him. Oh my God. A Christian fundamentalist, young earth creationist, and apologist. It just sounds like bullshit to me. He's a young earth creationist? Yeah, and he's talking about like it's 6,000 years old, and you know, it's not four and a half billion years old. I mean, where does he get this uh, bachelor's degree in applied sciences, environmental biology? I just can't see this guy, you know, actually, truly. Believe you. What's his? I'm gonna look up his his worth, his net worth. Ken Ham net worth. This guy. This guy has forty eight million. 
he is worth $48 million. Well, he better fucking apologize for that. Jesus. <laughs> He's a Christian apologist. Yeah, he needs to apologize. Yeah, he has way too much, way too much money to be a good guy. That's insane. Look, look up the net worth of Creflo Dollar. That's a, that's a mega, it's C-R-E-F-L-O dollar. Yeah. He's a mega, he's a mega pasture, you know, just like, uh, like, uh. 27 million. Yeah. So this Ken Ham dude is twice as much, like, or the guy but this dude's just a pastor. This Creflo Dollar guy is just a pastor. Yeah. And he's a founder of the World Changers Church. Uh, Who's that guy, Joel Olstein? Yeah. Look, look up his number. No, 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 no. I, having background in aviation, know that this guy just bought a new freaking airplane. Yeah, Creflo Dollar bought a jet, right? No, 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 no. Uh, the one that you just mentioned. Joel? Olstein, yeah. He just bought a new jet. So that shows you how much money he's got flowing in. If you if you ever get the chance, I'm gonna plug a little uh, little Hulu thing here. But you know, if you ever get the chance to watch uh, Danny McBride in uh, man, what is the what is that church movie? Yeah, have you the Righteous Gemstones? Have you ever seen that, Luke? No. God, you would love that shit. Did 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 you ever watch a movie growing up called Saint Ralph? Mm -mm. Does it so have a similar vibe of like rich pastors stealing from their conglomerate and everything? No. Like, oh, they're 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 coming out with one recently. Yeah. Do you remember that? It's like through the eyes of. I'll, I'll look that up. But so Saint Ralph is where this guy, this kid, is like in seventh or eighth grade or something, and is. His dad's dead, but his mother comes down with like huh. some cancer or well, something. Don't ruin the movie. But what's the point here? Well, I'm just saying it's one of those like <laughs> Christian feel good. Oh, movies. steal the money, from yeah, any type of things, yeah. But like they, she goes into a coma, and he like is trying to perform a miracle or whatever. So he like trains to be a marathon runner. Hmm. And, and, and like, one like thing you, leads to another, and you'll just have to watch it. Yeah, like you said, not to ruin the ending. So, well, damn. Let me tell you about the righteous gemstones that came out like eight, like two, three years ago, twenty nineteen, right? Okay. And it's got Danny McBride and John Goodman in it. Danny DeVito. Danny, no, not <laughs> <laughs> Danny. But man, it is great. True. They, it's a family of rich pastors. And they're all like super pastors and they just take their money and do whatever they want. You need to see it. It's amazing. It, it's, it's a truthful view of how, you know, you know, these righteous people live, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's a comedy for one thing. It's Danny McBride, you know, it has right. to be, but man, it is good. It, I, my beliefs line up with that, right. Know, that the rich are so going to just abuse so the the one i'm thinking of it's called the eyes of tammy faye uh-huh and this is a very recent film 2021 and um these are about the televangelist 
Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker. And, like, I think Jim Baker had, like, some big scandal. Uh-huh. Um, but these were, you know, like, the... These were the big mega church televangelists of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, with a theme park and yeah, um, their love and acceptance and prosperity. He was a convicted frost, fraudster. Between 1974 and 87, Baker hosted the television program, the PTL Club, with his then-wife, Tammy Faye, and de developed Heritage U USA, and now defunct Christian theme park in South Carolina. Um, he, in the late 80s, he resigned from the ministries over a cover-up of hush money to church secretary Jessica Hahn for an alleged, um, I'm going to say relations. The rise, fall, and redemption. Yeah. Tammy Faye Baker. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know but, who Joel Olsen you know, is. Like, all, all these people are um, frauds, fake, whatever. Like, Joel Olsen, do, do you remember when there was that uh, that big um, hurricane in Texas or whatever? Oh, what, just two years ago or something? And uh, he refused to, he, he had this mega church, and they refused to let people, like, Stay in it yeah. for shelter. Yeah. And, and, like, there's footage of people, like, going up to it and, you know, like, trying to get in or something. And yeah, then, like, yeah. armed security guards told them to, like, leave. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, just insane. It's his property and all this. Oh, it's just, it's, ugh, ridiculous. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this was uh, a 16,000 capacity church. Um, and this was during Hurricane Harvey. Right, and, Harvey. And he didn't... Um, didn't allow shelter. Yeah. What's the word that they always scream? Uh, sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry about the dates, guys. This was August 29th, 2017. When Hurricane Harvey hit. And, you know, this is a guy that preaches like, eh, be good to your neighbor and whatnot. And you know, I I remember watching this guy growing up, Kelsey. Oh, I've know, seen on, him on TV before. Yeah. Here, here's his net worth, by the way. Most of it's tax-free. Um, <laughs> he's estimated to have a net worth of over $50 million with his church taking in $43 million a year. Wow. So, CelebrityNetworth.com is saying that he has a net worth of $100 million. But, um, so, back to Noah's Ark. Um, this is also on the Ark Encounter, Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Your favorite website. My new favorite website, other than the WikiHow of how to be born again. Has the Ark been found? <laughs> Site 5 Ararat, NAMI Expedition. Uh, finding Noah's Ark would be one of the most incredible discoveries of all time. Throughout the past century, many have claimed to have found it, or at least something that looks like it. Uh, They've already looked at four of the most popular locations for alleged sightings, and they will now look at the most recent site to make the news. In April 2010, a team of evangelical explorers 
they're that's another thing. They're always biased. They're yeah. always evangelical Christians, explorers and adventurers. Yeah, claim to be archaeologists, and they just find the ark, and then they they don't bring any outside yeah, investigators. Yeah, they just it. say, "Oh, well, we found it. We yeah, found we it found again. It. We're yeah. making a new." I mean, to me, it's like finding Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. oh we we found. Bigfoot, you guys. Oh, did you get a blood sample? Did you get a hair sample? Did you get a Oh, we got picture? a picture? We got a footprint. Yeah, we got a footprint. <laughs> great. Or I have the rifle that I shot him with. Yeah, great. Great. Because that proves it. Let's dig a bullet out of his arm. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, uh, they claim to have found evidence of Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat during their expedition there two years earlier. Uh team represents Noah's Ark Ministries International, which is part of a Hong Kong-based The Media Evangelism. The group claims to be a Christian organization committed to developing a Christian media presence to promote the message of Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Um, they claim to have found or were told about seven wooden compartments buried on Mount Ararat, which they believe were part of Noah's Ark. They even produced a video showing team members presumably inside one of these wooden structures. Uh, so even this arcencounter.com says this discovery is almost certainly a hoax. Um, they're in no way accusing NAMI of perpetrating the hoax, but it seems they were victims of a fraud enacted by a Kurdish man called Parasute. Dr. Randall Price and Dr. Don Patton were the experts invited to be part of the expedition, but they were never permitted to see the site and were soon dropped from the team. They have documented many of the inconsistencies between what was reported and what they found in their research. For example, pictures of an alleged room in the ark provided by parachute show straw, cobwebs, and a feed bowl, each in very good condition. The problem with these images is that he has claimed that the site is frequently flooded which was his reason for not taking the expedition there in the summer months. Um, they also interviewed a Kurdish worker who claimed to have been one of several people hired by Parachute to construct, quote, movie sets on the mountain. Um, hmm. Apparently they made a, they wrote a full 52 page expose on this guy. Uh, Finally, as mentioned in the posts about the Ararat anomaly, uh, Aura Gorge and Duru Pinar site, finding the Ark on modern day Mount Ararat is highly unlikely. The mountain is a dormant volcano and it likely emerged from the floodwaters far too late for it to have been the mountain on which the Ark landed. So this is interesting. Greenpeace built a 10 by 4 by 4 meter replica arc on Mount Ararat in 07 to warn about impending climate disaster. Greenpeace? Yeah. And it was so later, it's probably a group I would like. It was re later relocated to the town of Eekdeer. Where's that? Oh, it's uh, five miles east. It's the capital, province, uh, capital of Eekdeer province in the eastern Anatolia region of Turkey. It's a uh, it's basically invisibility of Mount Ararat. It's amazing, man. I'm doing all this research. There's Mount Ara 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 Ararat. Ararat. Ara. So something I found about uh, 
Stalin's favorite brandy was Mount Ararat brandy. Okay. Yeah, so I knew that from before. He's a fellow comrade. There's a there's a full sized floating yes. version of the of the uh, Noah's Ark built on barges outside of Dordrecht, Netherlands. There's a theme park in Hong Kong that's interpreted to be about 450 feet long. And then the good old Ark Encounter of Kentucky. That's where we're going, Kelsey. We're, well, we should ex also explore. We should plan to go to Netherlands and to Hong Kong first. I would love to go to Hong Kong. Well, we can we can see how many views we get off off of the Kentucky theme park, and then we'll go to to the Netherlands next. Yeah. Because I I don't know. We'll see about the pricing and stuff. But yeah, I mean, like going and just watching the absolute fucking crazies that show up at this place. Like, this was the actual ark. And Noah built no, it's Jesus. You're crazy. People are fucking crazy. <laughs> where am I? No, yeah, where am I? I can't, I can't believe it. Like, Jesus Christ. Help, <laughs> help us all. No, it is interesting though, going back to the there there was a few historical floods. Like the Gilgamesh flood and the the uh what's the other one? The Deluge of, can't freaking find it. <laughs> Forget about the Galgamex. Rubble, 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 It reminds me of a. You shall throw the holy grenade on the count of three, not one more, not four. Not. Yes. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what happened. No one knows. Like ah, oh, it's just. Very, very crazy to me. This is... Oh, wait. So, uh, can I talk about Bill Nye, the science guy, visiting Noah's Ark theme park? Yeah, what did he say? Oh, God. I barely... Um, I don't know who to believe on that guy either, so I mean... Bill Nye, the science guy... In quotes. Yeah. Toured the new Ark Encounter theme park in Kentucky with the head of the Christian apologetics ministry behind it. There's like... Quote, like the debate all over again, but more intense at times. According to a blog post by Ken Ham. Oh, uh, I knew it, President Ken. My boy Ham showed up again. President and CEO of Answers in Genesis. Ham also posted on social media about Nye's visit, which occurred Friday. Bill challenged me about the content of many of our exhibits. Probably the stegosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dinosaurs and the alien stable. There's an alien stable? No, well, I mean, just keep reading. Yeah, and I challenged him about what we... <laughs> See, now you have me believing yeah, it. Yeah, right? About what he claimed and what he believed. There's a clash of worldviews. I chose to visit the Ark Encounter to see for myself the extent of its influence on young people. Nye said in a written statement, The influence is strong. I spoke with a lot of kids and took a great many selfies. Almost all of them do not accept that humans are causing climate change. And that is the... Answers in Genesis Ministries, Ministries fault. fault. Yeah. This is a quote by Nye, by the way. 
Through its dioramas and signage, the organization promotes ideas that are absolutely wrong scientifically while suppressing mm, critical, critical thinking of our students in yeah. our students, which is in no one's best interest, conservative or progressive. Exactly. The freaking dinosaurs in the stables. Yeah, Why that, wouldn't there be saber tooth and mammoth, you know, and all the yeah. other things that, you know, would also you'd expect like after a dinosaur or what the Loch Ness monster. What the actual fuck? Yeah, or a Loch Ness yeah. monster. Where, where's Bigfoot? Where's Bigfoot? If this asshole Noah went around looking <laughs> for all asshole. the goddamn plants and animals upon his boat. Oh, and if, and if... Okay, how about this? Half, if not more, of the animals are vegetarian, right? Uh-huh. They don't talk about shit for putting vegetables or plants on a boat. Yeah. You know? How are they feeding them? Well, no, remember they said they oh, were they were gardening. Well, the gardening, sure, okay, maybe yeah. that's a very thin line that they decided. Re- to remember that part? There. Just bullshit. Yeah, they, it's bullshit. Uh, like, so he goes on to say he hoped the planned theme park wouldn't be built because it would, quote, indoctrinate children to the extraordinary and outlandish, uh, yeah. unscientific point of view. Yeah. Uh, Answers in Genesis promotes a view sometimes called Young Earth Creationism that the Earth is about 6,000 years old. It's fucking psychotic. That humans once lived alongside dinosaurs, and that the six-day creation and flood accounts found in the first ten chapters of the Bible are literally, literally historically, historically true. true. Bullshit! Yeah. I'm calling big old bullshit. So, science oh says that the Earth is more than 4 billion years old. Um, okay, I was wrong about the 14. Maybe that's the, uni- the universe. Oh, no, no, no. But you you said billion instead yeah. of fucking 6,000. Yeah. So, Jesus I, Christ. I have big brain energy. Fuck it, man. If we went to that arc place, I would lose my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty those. sure you'd have an aneurysm. I would. Yeah. I would be <laughs> you, you sound pretty heated right now. out right now. Yeah, I am. Like, it's just... These psychos, I'd love to talk to them and really ask the important questions here. Like, so, you know, you... Oh, okay. More than 30,000 people visited a park in one week. Wow. Yeah, that's... That's that's a lot of money. In a week. That is a lot of money. I looked up the tickets. They're 48 bucks per adult. Whoa! Okay, let's let's do some quick math. Let's get on our Patreons, guys. Yeah, Yeah, follow us on Patreon. If you guys want to give us some, you know, little little bit of... Okay, so that's... 1.4 mil. (laughs) For one week of ticket sales. One week. One week of ticket sales. And, hey, they have a gift shop. Yeah, so well, that's probably half a mil right there. Yeah, so double that. Wow. And it's all tax-free, remember? Yeah, because it's a church. Because it's owned by uh, Answers, Answers in Genesis, Genesis Kelsey's new best friend. Ken, Ken Ham of Australia. I want to meet your 75-year-old ass. <laughs> really He's probably living in a mega mansion. Oh, a mega church mansion. Yeah. He has to preach to his followers, and it's half arc, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he it's just has a off, man. He just has a giant arc pointing out the side of hey, it. Hey man, that's that's part of this life we live is we have to keep the dumb ones underneath us anyway. Yeah. This oh this Ken Ham and this <laughs> damn arc. <laughs> Ken and Noah, do they do uh, they even know each other? I'm just oh fuming. Fuming pissed with that bullshit. No, that's uh one point four mil. Okay, I'm just so in awe. 
So the answers in Genesis president said the tour ended, quote, with a friendly handshake and with him praying for Naya in front of a display showing Noah and his family praying together aboard the ark. Ah, uh, yes, that that fine pressed wood painted Wait. representation of some guy that we don't know who the fuck he is or even built this damn thing. Okay, so... Praying for a man of science. So Naya said, on, oh. a, on a hopeful note, the parking lots were largely empty. And the art building is unfinished. We can hope it will close soon. Wow. But this boy is. Nye. I know Bill Nye is like. But that's from 2016. Sure. He's kind of a douche. Unbelievable. Well, I don't know. I grew up on Bill Nye. Nye. Bill, yeah. Bill. 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 Yeah. Bill. No, I, I did Bill too. Bill Nye. The science guy. Yeah. I'm going to get flagged I mean, that too. Yeah. Shit. I, I agree with most of his viewpoints because he's. Oh, I mean. Very scientific. He's like on the chair board the board of chairman or whatever for the planetary society oh yes yeah which oh. is fairly respectable scientific group so i mean so is he illuminati probably oh. probably one of them damn lizards yeah he's a reptilian <laughs> <laughs> that's just insane to me and Noah's Ark, just think of how many other things in a book you can read into, like, you know, the ring or the fucking, you know, you know what I mean? The ring from the Lord of the Rings. Right. Oh, so the search for the ring. Yeah. 6,000 years ago, there was a ring. What? <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? I'm going to find the goddamn wardrobe to Narnia. Like, what the hell? So, I, I think I'm going to do a part two of this so I can expand a little more on the sure, searches. Sure, yeah, Noah's I Ark. don't think we finished. It, it, it was still fun. I don't think uh, we finished exploring Noah's ta- Ark yet. Ta- talking with Kelsey. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but I love your reactions. Oh man. my God, these yeah. people. If yeah. I, I swear to God, let's get. I, I love your reactions. Let's get some uh, Patreon shit. We'll to, go to YouTube. We'll do it live. To me, it's worth the. My it's God, man. Worth the, it's worth the Well, wait. hey, and we still have to do the, uh, your interview, your right. job interview. Yeah, my, my job interview is coming up. So we Kelsey, can do, we Kelsey's can... the CEO of Reptilian Insider News. Uh, CFO. Yeah, CFO. I'm yeah. the financial Ger- advisor. Gerard's the intern. He is an intern. Yeah, he, he's the secretary. He's sexy, sexy. <laughs> Oh my, God. Jared. oh my god Jared and yeah. sexy intern secretary ass. oh my god okay so I, I just thought I'd um, read some of the things I'm going to be covering in part 2 which will probably be about another 45 minutes to an hour added on to this and we'll have to give a whole recap of what we talked about this time my god right. so there's I'll be upset next time yeah. god damn it he's going to be throwing stuff so Antiquity, Middle Ages, and the early modern period, 19th century. Um, Don't get me started about Mesopotamia. 20th century. (laughs) (laughs) A Russian expedition, Aaron J. Smith, Haji, Yuram, Fernand, Navarra, Duru, Panarsite, George Green, Georgie Hagopian, James Irwin, Ed Davis, George Jamal, and in the 21st century, Daniel McGivern, uh, Bob Cornuke and the Noah's Ark Ministries International. That was the 2010 one I was reading. Yeah, that's, that's about. Yeah, that, that's one we covered. Century ones right. are all the 
the Asian last names that I've caught on to. Right. Oh, so that's a Hong Kong one. One of those. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the one based out of Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. Well, they like financed it. Sure. They, oh yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's just the belief system. Yeah. Well, but I can't to, wait. I so, cannot wait until I, next time. I get, I, I just oh. love that there's all these like different purported sites. Yeah. You know, like they're all disagreeing and disproving each other. Because one says it's found oh, on Mount Ararat, and then another. I am surprised living found. in Colorado that there isn't a spot up in the mountains. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's yeah. the, where the ark landed. <laughs> oh, the ark. That's why we have stegosaurus. <laughs> in the ark. Fucking Jesus Christ. Okay, so, so uh, it's towards the end. Uh, this has been your host, Luke, and my co-host, Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, Reptilian Insider News, part one, signing out. Bye. Hello and welcome to part two. Um, so <laughs> this is a somewhat comprehensive list for all the uh, searches for Noah's Ark. Uh, an interesting phenomenon that has risen within 20th century conservative American evangelicism. The widespread conviction that the ancient Ark of Noah is embedded in ice high atop, atop Mount Ararat, waiting to be found, it is a story that has combined earnest faith with the lure of adventure, questionable evidence with startling claims. The hunt for the Ark, like evangelism itself, is a complex blend of the irrational and the supernatural, the modern and the pre-modern, while it acknowledges a debt to pure faith in a literal reading of the scriptures and centuries of legend, the conviction that the Ark literally lies on Ararat is a recent one. Backed by a largely 20th century canon of evidence that includes stories of shadowy eyewitnesses, tales of mysterious missing photographs, rumors of an atheistic conspiracy, and pieces of questionable, quote, arcwood from the mountain. Moreover, it skirts the domain of pop pseudoscience and the paranormal, making the attempt to find the Ark the evangelical equivalent of the search for Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. In all these ways, it reveals much about evangelicals' distrust of mainstream science and the motivations and modus operandi of the scientific elite. Um, a guy named Richard Carl Bright, uh, considers the search for the Ark a religious quest, uh, depending on God's blessing for its success. He went on to say, I firmly believe that the governments of Turkey, Russia, and the U.S. know exactly where the Ark sits. They suppress this information, but God is in charge. The structure will be revealed in its time. They climb the mountain and search, hoping it is, in fact, God's time as they climb. Use us, O Lord, is their prayer. Oh, my God. These people are... Ugh. So, in the... I mean, this... People have been trying to find the Ark since ancient times. Uh, 
In the early Christian church, stories about the remains of Noah's Ark were regarded as evidence that the ship had been located, identified, and preserved in some form. Uh, this became useful for Christian apologists for affirming the events of the Pentateuch as fact. Um, Epiphanius of Salamis wrote, Thus even today the remains not only really come to pass, um, wait, wait, thus even today the remains of Noah's Ark are still shown in Cartier. Uh, similarly, John Chrysostom uh, asked non-believers, have you heard of the flood of that universal destruction? That was just not a threat, was it? Did it not really come to pass? Was not this mighty ark and work carried out? Do not the mountains of Armenia testify to it where the ark rested? And are not the remains of the ark preserved there to this very day of their own admonition? Um, by the 5th century, a legend had arisen that Jacob of Nisibius scaled a mountain in search of Noah's ark. And as related by Faustus of Byzantium, Jacob and his party traveled to the mountains of Armenia and came to Sararad Mountain, which was in the borders of the Araratian lordship in the district of Corduc. Near the summit, an angel visited him in his sleep, instructing him to climb no further. In consolation, the angel provided Jacob with a board taken from the ark. He brought the artifact back to the city which is said to have rested and preserved the relic ever since um apparently there's a similar story although not directly related to the ark in which an third century armenian king by the name of tiri dotties scales massus and brings back eight rocks to use in the foundation of uh new churches in the seventh century the enta Malalaji states that remains of the Ark are still at Mount Ararat in Armenia, whereas the Quran describes the Ark landing on Al Judi, which is understood to refer to Kardu, now known as Mount Judi. Um, one legend claims that Omar ibn al Khattab removed the ark from a site near Nisibius and used the wood to construct a mosque. Um, late medieval reports from Ararat often mention the survival of ark fragments, but there is less consensus about whether the vessel itself survived. Petakaya of Regensburg simply declared, the ark is not there for it has decayed. Just over a century later, however, Hayden of Corycus claimed that, quote, on the mountain summit, something black is visible, which people say is the Ark. Sir Walter Raleigh objected to the view that the Ark landed in, Ar in Armenia, arguing that the Armenian mountains could be merely be a sub-range of the Mountains of Ararat. He proposed a definition of Ararat 
that would encompass the Taurus, Caucasus, Seraphi, and Peropamasus mountain ranges. Um, and this interpretation would allow the Ark to have landed to the east of Mesopotamia. Um, <laughs> so now we jump to the 19th century, because why not? The first recorded ascent of Ararat was led by Fre Friedrich, Frederick Perrault in 1829. In his account, he wrote that, quote, All the Armenians are firmly persuaded that Noah's Ark remains to this very day on the top of Ararat, and that in order to preserve it, no human being is allowed to approach it. Oh, my God. James Bryce killed Ararat. In 1876, on his ascent, he discovered, quote, a piece of wood about four feet long and five inches thick, evidently cut by some tool, and so far above the limit of trees that it could, by no possibility, be a natural fragment of one. He cut off a portion of the wood to keep, and later argued that it might plausibly be a remnant of Noah's Ark, although he had made another explanation for the wood, that had occurred to him that no man is bound to discredit his own relic. Uh, so apparently the next one is called the New Zealand Herald Hoax. On March 26, 1883, an avalanche was reported at Ararat, which destroyed several villages. As an ap April Day's joke, George McCulloch Reed, writing as Polex, in the New Zealand Herald claimed that the avalanche had revealed the remains of Noah's Ark. His story largely takes the form of a dispatch supposedly received from the Levant Herald in Constantinople, which he believed to take the form of a dispatch supposedly received from them, and even though it had seized operations several years earlier, the paper. Um... The report describes the findings of commissioners approached by the Turkish government, which had already been submitted to Sultan Abdul Hamid, Hamid II and the German ambassador to the Ottoman Empire. A reference to, quote, an enterprising American traveler seeking to purchase art for exhibition in the U.S. was intended by Reed to be recognized by uh, P.T. Barnum. Over the next several months, his prank was picked up by newspapers around the world. While some publications presented the story as tongue-in-cheek, others reprint much of what he originally wrote. Although, um, it was attributed to a correspondent in Constantinople. On November 24th, he wrote another column apologizing for the hoax, and expressing amusement that the story had spread so far. Quote, from the Lo London Times to the Glasgow Herald, from the Leeds Mercury to the Pall Mall Gazette, through all the principal metropolitan and provincial journals in Britain, and all over America, my friend, uh, the main character and our arc, have been honored with being handed on, but the editor of the prophetic messenger is to be credited with the greatest zeal 
and establishing the authenticity. Despite this retraction, uh, the story had continued to be recirculated, and two called it the most complete and accurate account of the discovery. God. It just keeps going. Uh, there's so many people fooled by this. John Joseph Nori. Uh, he claimed to have discovered Noah's Ark on the summit of Mount Ararat in April 1887. Little else is known about him for certain. He was born in Baghdad in 1865 and in 1885 was consecrated as an archdeacon in the Chaldean Catholic Church. During his tour of the U.S., he attracted attention with his long list of formal titles. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the discoverer of Noah's Ark and the Golden Mountains of the Moon. I guess was one. Uh, da, 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 da. Those who knew him, including J.O. Kinneman, Frederick G. Cohn, and John Henry Barrows, regarding him as charismatic and a well-traveled scholar who spoke multiple languages. In 1893, he attended the Parliament of the World's Religions in Chicago. By his account, he was invited to the event to speak about his encounter with the Ark, although the official reports of the event do not say whether a lecture occurred. Later that year, while visiting San Francisco, he was robbed and left at the Napa Insane Asylum, which took him into custody as a patient, although he eventually arranged his release. This raised questions about his mental state and therefore the legitimacy his claims. Upon researching the case for a 2014 paper, Emra Sahin concluded that Nori, though of an unusual character, was in fact sane. An 1897 report that Nori had been crowned patriarch at the Chaldean Pontifical Fickle Cathedral at Thrissur has been taken as vindication of his authenticity. Nevertheless, Turkish officials did not corroborate his claim of discovering Noah's Ark. Those jerks. Oh my god. Oh my god, there's so many. Uh, okay, we move on to 1940 of the alleged Russian expedition. Wait, wait. In 1940, the article Noah's Ark Found appeared in a special edition of New Eden, one of several booklets published in Lot L.A. by Floyd M. Gurley. The article was credited to a Vladimir Roskivitsky and contained his account of discovering Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat circa 1917, just before the Russian Revolution. According to the story, he was a Russian aviator stationed 25 miles northeast of Ararat. In August, he was ordered to perform a test pl flight of an airplane equipped with a new supercharger. 
flying near Ararat. Him and his co-pilots spot an enormous shipwreck on the shore of a lake on the mountain. His captain later identified the wreckage as Noah's Ark and submitted a report to the government, which sent 150 soldiers to the site. And the expedition's report was supposedly sent to the Tsar just days before the Bolsheviks took over. <laughs> Causing the report to be suppressed and destroyed, quote, to describe all religion and belief in the truth of the Bible. Raskovitsky, identified as a white Russian, is said to have fled to the U.S. to enjoy the freedom to pursue his new faith. The story is inconsistent with Rush, Russian history, as Tsar Nicholas II abdicated his throne at the end of the February Revolution, months before the Bolsheviks took power in the October Revolution. Re- references to parachutes, oxygen cans, and superchargers and aircraft are anachronistic to the given time frame. Nevertheless, the story has become very popular and was widely reprinted. Um, By 1942, however, at least two publications uh, have retracted this story. Inquiries to New Eden about the article were referred to a Benjamin F. Allen, the source for the story. However, he had not intended for the story to be published until it could be corroborated, and he resented the embellishments that Gurley had added to it. In October 1945, he described the version he told to Gurley, writing, Quote, in conversation with him, I had given him the few details originating from two soldiers in the Tsarist Russian army during the First World War, deceased many years ago. The story by these soldiers came to me from their relatives of how a Russian aviator had sighted a suspicious-looking structure in one of Ararat's obscure canyons. Infantrymen were sent on foot to investigate and their officers, and they decided it must be Noah's Ark with one end sunk in a small swamp. These were the only details they gave. Allen said that 90% of the New Eden article, including the name Vladimir Roskovitsky, had been fabricated by Gurley, who issued an apology at his request. Um... Um, a guy by the name Earl Cummings, uh, learned of the story in 1945, and he was inspired to investigate the possibility that it had been found. In November 1945, he founded the Sacred History Research Expedition for the purpose of investigating the matter, and through his research, he later can be considered the Dean of American Ark Hunters. He discovered a new lead in an article from October 6th, 1945 of an issue of the Russian language magazine Rosaya, which is similar to Gurley's Roskovitsky account. The Rosaya article written by former Russian officer Alexander A. Kor placed the Tsar's expedition 
in December 1917 and described the arc as measuring 500 feet long, 83 feet wide, and 50 feet high. Kors' version ended with a rumor that the expedition's report was intercepted by Trotsky, who had the counter shot. Cummings later contacted Corps. He said he had served in the Ararat region in 1915 and heard of the Ark expedition from fellow officers he met in 21. This was enough to convince Cummings that Corps had not simply plagiarized the New Eden article. An amateur archaeologist, Corps also claimed to have discovered cuneiform inscriptions at Ararat describing the story of the flood. Following his correspondence with Cummings, Cor uh, would take an interest in promoting the discredited Book of Valleys. Aaron J. Smith. In November 1948, Edwin Greenwald reported for the AP that Kurdish villagers had discovered a large petrified ship on Mount Ararat. Shukra Asina who owned land in the area, reported to Greenwald that a former farmer, not former, duh, named Rashid, found the ship's prow in September, about two-thirds of the way up the mountain. He claimed that Rashid spread word of his discovery, and people from many of the local villages had climbed Ararat to view the object. Although the large article was hearsay, British amateur archaeologist Egerton Sykes hoped to organize an expedition to establish that Rashid's discovery was in fact Noah's Ark. Aaron J. Smith, dean of the People's Bible College in North Carolina, joined him in preparing for the operation. The pair received publicity when Pravda accused them of planning a surveillance operation for, quote, Anglo-American imperialists, citing the proximity of Mount Ararat to the Soviet border. When Sykes was unable to proceed due to a lack of funding, Smith went on without him. Upon arrival in Turkey, the expedition spent two months in Istanbul, arranging all the permits necessary to proceed to Ararat. Following this delay, Greenwall joined Smith's party, which planned to hire Rashid as a guide. However, he could not be located despite the offer of a reward for information. Although Greenwald's article had indicated that Rashid's find had been witnessed by people throughout the area, no such witnesses could be found by the team. <laughs> Although the mission ended in failure, Smith remained hopeful that Noah's Ark would be found on Ararat someday. An expedition member, Nikati Dolune, argued that the project had done a great deal for science and research as regards ARC. Finally, as utterly disproved opinions and observations during more than 1,100 years that the ARC is in plain sight. In 1986, David Fasold um, interviewed a man named Ali Oglu. Rashid Sarihan, whom he believed to be the Rashid described by Shukra 38 years earlier. According to him, the object that Rashid allegedly discovered in 1948 
was not located on Mount Ararat as originally reported, but was in fact the Duru Panar site. Um, Haji Uram. Um, Harold Williams, the Seventh Day Adventist pastor, related the story of Haji Uram in a 1952 letter to ARC researcher Errol Cummings. Over the next year, Earl and his wife, Violet, worked to corroborate the story. Locating Uram's death certificate in 56 and securing Williams' permission in 58 to publish his letters. It is unclear if the story was widely circulated until the 1970s when Violet Cummings began writing books about the Ark. Uram was a devout Seventh-day Adventists who had immigrated from Armenia to the U.S. and settled in Oakland, California. Uh, in 1915, Harold Williams and his parents began caring for the elderly, ailing Uram. Haji asked me to write down carefully a story he was very anxious to tell. Will Williams wrote, because he was sure that it would be of use someday, after he was dead and gone. According to Williams, his deathbed statement revealed that Uram, as a boy, had been part of a secret expedition that located Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat. I mean, they just keep saying the same stuff over and over, that they discovered it, they try to find these people that say they found it, and those people don't exist. Um, the exact time frame of the Alleged expedition is uncertain, though Violet Cummings concludes that it occurred circa 1856. In Uram's story, his home village was at the foot of Mount Ararat, and his community had once made regular pilgrimages up to the Ark. One day, three vile men who did not believe the Bible hired Uram and his father as guides as they intended to search the mountain in order to disprove the Noah's Ark story. When Uram's father led them to the Ark, the three scientists went into a satanic rage in finding what they hoped to prove non-existent. After trying and failing to destroy the vessel, the scientists agreed to cover up the discovery and made Uram and his father swear to keep this secret under threat of torture and murder. Williams later explained that Uram wanted his story preserved so that the right time came and might encourage brave men to go and locate the Ark and give it to the world, such proof as could not be denied. Uh, Uram died on May 3rd, 1920. Williams claimed that around the same time he read a newspaper article about a scientist in London who gave a deathbed confession about concealing the discovery of Noah's Ark. The second account was supposed to be remarkably consistent with the statement Uram had given. William said that he saved the newspaper, keeping it with his transcript of Uram's story. However, both were destroyed in a 1940 house fire. Okay. Despite a diligent search, no copy of the article about the dying scientist has ever been located.
and it just keeps going. Ugh. Okay, so we move on to the Duru Panar site in Agri, Turkey. During a 1959 geodetic survey of Turkey, an anomalous shape near Dogu Bayazit was identified by a man of the Turkish Air Force. The size and shape of the object resemble a boat approximately 450 feet long, 150 feet wide, inviting speculation that it could be Noah's Ark. An evangelist by the name of George Vanderman organized an expedition to the site in 1960, which determined that the shape was a natural geological formation. Mm. So, the Turkish government declared this site a national park in 86. Geophysicist John Baumgartner and salvage expert David Fasold strongly advocated that the site was in fact Noah's Ark, but both of them eventually broke with Wyatt, whoever that is, to express misgivings about their findings. In 1996, Fasold co-authored a paper with geologist Lawrence G. Collins asserting that the site cannot have been Noah's Ark, nor even a man-made model. George Green. In the mid-1960s, an oil engineer by the name of Fred Drake claimed to have been, seen six photographs of Noah's Ark in 1954. According to Drake, the photos were taken by his colleague George Green, who had taken a helicopter flight around Mount Ararat while working at a Turkish oil pipeline. The pictures showed an un unidentified protrusion on the mountain resembling the prow of a large wooden ship. An investigation by the Archaeological Research Foundation determined that Green tried and failed to organize an expedition to Ararat and then relocated to British Guiana where he died in 1962. Green's friends and family were uncertain what became of his Ararat photos, which were never found. A 1990 article by Bill Krauss listed various natural formations on Ararat that appeared to resemble a ship in photographs until mountaineers examined them in person. Krauss believed one of these fan arcs a prow-shaped chunk of basalt could be the same object seen by Green. Um, Georgie Hagopian. In 1970, an Armenian-American Georgie Hagopian reported that his uncle took him to see Noah's Ark during his childhood. Okay. Different accounts of his story placed the first sighting in 1902, 1906 or 1908, with the second incident occurring about two years later after that. According to his account, the moss-covered ark lay on the edge of a cliff so that only one side was accessible. 
He said that many other boys in his childhood community told him that they had seen the structure. Uh, the Talk Origins Archive takes issue with the apparent ease with which these children supposedly reached the Ark site, in contrast with the difficulties reported by other explorers. Uh, by Hagopian's estimate, the Ark was over 1,000 feet long, 6 to 700 feet wide, and over 35 feet tall. To reconcile this estimate with traditional interpretations of the Ark, John Warwick Montgomery suggested that dimensions regularly appear greater than they actually are to small children. However, Hagopian's re recollection of an 18-inch window is accepted as a precise estimate by Violet Cummings. Um, Hagopian said that his uncle wanted to keep a piece of the Ark but was unable to cut a wood using a knife or a blast of gunpowder. He adamantly rejected Fernand Navarra's claim to have found fragments of the Ark. Attempting to reconcile the two claims, Montgomery raised the possibility that the Ark was not uniformly petrified. Hagopian, however, believed the entire structure was absolutely petrified and that, quote, Almighty God would never permit the Ark to be cut and broken up. Um, somehow we're dragging uh, ast American astronauts into this. James Irwin, an astronaut, the eighth person to walk on the moon, experienced a religious epiphany during the Apollo 15 mission in 1971. following year, he resigned from NASA and founded an evangelical organization, the High Flight Foundation. During his outreach work, Irwin met Earl Cummings in 1976 and expressed interest in joining one of his expeditions in search of Noah's Ark. Sounds like this Earl Cummings is like a fraudster. Um, at the time, Turkish policy had closed off Mount Ararat to explorers, and Irwin was denied a permit in 1977. However, following the 1980 coup, Irwin's celebrity allowed him to establish a rapport with President Kenan Everin, who invited him to lead an expedition in 1982. His 1982 mission ended in disaster when he left the group in search of a shortcut to the summit and fell off the trail. He had no memory of what caused the fall, but later speculated he had been caught in a rock slide and struck by a rock. Um, he had to be rescued and was brought down the mountain uh, for medical treatment undeterred he went to Ararat a month later this time with his wife and son he hoped to pursue a tip offered to him by another explorer who reported seeing an object about 12,000 feet up the mountain in Aura Gorge Mary Irwin later expressed misgivings about her husband's mental states so soon after his fall. Because Jim's rationale wasn't quite right about after being hit so hard on the head, she wrote in 2012, he deduced he won't need backpacks and climbing gear. Without proper 
equipment, the team struggled to make progress um, during the night and were forced to abandon the expedition. Um, this poor man, he sounds like he developed, yeah. Um, so like, he attempts one in August 1983 that ends in disaster. Um, he tried again in 1984, uh, concluding that the Ark might not even be found. Um, although he firmly believed the ship had really existed, he was far less certain that it had not been destroyed over the centuries. The likelihood of it surviving at all is small. He also suspected that many of the reported sightings on Mount Ararat were false. Nevertheless, he scaled the mountain that summer to look for the wood side. The previous year, when he reached the site, he only found a pair of abandoned skis. Well, I mean, at least he found wood, right? Um, <laughs> uh, he planned to make a sixth trip to Ararat in July 1986 with a smaller team, but those plans were disrupted when he suffered from arrhythmia. By July, he had resumed plans already. Uh, quote, his doctor is traveling, and he said, I cannot go over 10,000 feet, but the Lord willing, I will be there. Um, after completing an aerial survey of Ararat, Irwin's team was detained at their hotel under accusations of violating Soviet and Iranian airspace. Party was released once local officials confirmed his flight had been authorized. Um, a 1987 heat wave in Turkey convinced Irwin to change his mind and return for his seventh expedition to Mount Ararat. He believed the warm temperatures might have melted enough in the mountains, glaciers, to make Noah's Ark easier to spot from there. Uh, so, they teamed up with other evangelical things. Uh, uh, ultimately, the expedition was only able to arrange a high altitude aerial survey staying no less than 12 miles from Soviet and Iranian airspace. Uh, the 1987 expedition would be Irwin's last as doctors ordered him to give up the search on the high flight organization. Organized another trip in 1988. Bob Cornook led the party while Irwin stayed home. Another one is Ed Davis. He's a optometrist and Ararat explorer. Uh, oh, sorry. An Ararat explorer and optometrist named Don Shockey learned in 1985 that Ed Davis had spoken to his church about seeing Noah's Ark during World War II. Davis was interviewed extensively about his story by 
an organization named Fiber and later subjected to a polygraph test. In 1943, Davis was a surgeon sergeant in the uh, United States Army Corps of Engineers stationed in Hamadan to work on the Persian Corridor between Khorram, Shar, and Kazvin. According to Davis, during this assignment, he befriended a local driver named Badi and his father Abbas Abbas, who claimed to have visited Noah's Ark atop the mountain near their village. Around July 1st, Abbas Abbas invited Davis to join them in one such visit, saying that enough snow and ice had melted to partially expose the ship. Upon reaching Doomsday Point, Davis said he saw the Ark, which first appeared as a huge rock formation covered by fog. It was lying in a cove lake within a canyon below its position and broken into two portions. Abbas Abbas claimed that, that the Ark had been whole in his youth and it had only broken apart in, within his lifetime. Um, then there was another hoax by George Jamal, but um, yeah. The long and short of it, uh, in November 1985, actor George Jamal um, wrote to the vice president of the Institute for Creation Research, claiming to have searched for Noah's Ark between 1972 and 1984. Jamal described being aided by a Mr. Asholian, Alize Bulls Hitian, and Vladimir Sobitsky, Scory Coleman aided with Jamal and Vladimir locating the Ark in a cave of ice whereupon Vladimir fell to his death trying to photograph the ship and Jamal also claimed to have taken a piece of wood from the site. Um, uh, <laughs> a bunch of shenanigans follow. Uh, following the exposure of the hoax Jamal was initially reluctant to comment for fear of legal reprisal. However, in October 1993, he admitted that he had made up the entire story. But what he presented on screen had in fact been pine found near some railroad tracks in Long Beach, California, which he boiled with spices and baked in an oven. Jamal was critical of Sun's failure to verify his story. I even gave the production company a piece of the wood to test, he wrote, but they obviously weren't interested in truth. All they wanted was a good performance. They had actually been concerned about truth. They should have asked me why Noah's Ark smelled like teriyaki sauce. Representative for Sun say that Jamal's segment would be edited out of future releases of the incredible discovery of Noah's Ark. So there's a guy named Daniel McGivern. This is in the 21st century. Um, a Honolulu businessman 
began investigating the search for Noah's Ark in 1995 and eventually financed commercial satellite photos about Ararat, according to his research, a 2003 heat wave melted enough snow and ice on the northwestern slope to reveal a dark patch, which he interpreted as being three beams and a cross beam. Um, that was called the Ararat Anomaly. Um, McGivern <laughs> uh, said he would not make another attempt the following year. I don't have art fever like many who go year after year. Good m businessman calculates what amount of money and time he will invest and has to know when to walk away. However, in 2011, he said he had funded other smaller expeditions and had spent $500,000 on research. A Bob Cornuck uh, in 1988 became convinced that Noah's Ark could not be found on Mount Ararat. He gave up the search, forming the Bible Archaeology Surgeon Exploration Institute in 92 to seek out other biblical locations and artifacts. However, in 98, he learned of the idea that Genesis 11:2 places the Ark's landing site east of Shinar. In this context, he re-evaluated the testimony of Ed David and concluded that the site Davis describes must be in Iran. In June 2006, the Base Institute announced the discovery of a large object resembling petrified wood on Mount Takti Suleiman in the Alborz. The object located 4,000 meters above sea level was reported to be similar in size estimates for the Ark. The base website asserted that this object was the same one Ed Davis claimed to have seen, but stopped short of proclaiming it Noah's Ark and said calling it a, quote, a candidate. I think we found something that deserves a lot more research, Cornuck said. It has a distinct possibility that it could be something like the Ark. Um, critics of the announcement objected to the lack of peer review on Cornuck's findings looking at the expedition's photos. Experts in geology and ancient timber disputed the possibility that the object was petrified wood. The expedition included many, quote, business law and ministry leaders, but no professional geologists or archaeologists. Cornuck's interpretation of scripture was also criticized as Genesis does not indicate whether Noah's descendants migrate to Shinar directly from Ararat or from unnamed intermediate location. Moreover, Genesis 11.2 can be plausibly translated to indicate that the clan migrated eastward, suggesting a point of origin west of Shinar. By 2010, he had stopped looking for Noah's Ark, saying, I came down with all this evidence for Noah's Ark and nobody cared. 2012, he wrote, in all my 25 years of searching for the Ark, I've never seen the old boat. 
Oh my god. Then we have Noah's Ark Ministries International. Uh, I believe this is the um, Hong Kong one. 2004 Media Evangelicism founder Andrew Yuan Monfei and Pastor Boaz Li Chi Kuang announced the discovery of parts of Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat. They reported that their team found a large wooden structure at an elevation of 4,200 meters during their fourth trip to the mound. According to an exhibit, the search team had been exploring Ararat as Noah's Ark Ministries International since 2003. They had no evidence of their claim beyond blurred images, as they said, a mysterious force disrupted their video footage. According to their website, um, Turkey, Turkish Mountaineer Ahmet Ertegrol, nicknamed Parasut, submitted a sample of petrified wood to Nami, which he claimed to have obtained in August 2006 from a second wooden structure located 4,000 meters up in Mount Ararat. Nami claimed that an expedition was sent in February 2007, which found that the 2004 site had collapsed due to an earthquake and was prevented from examining the 2006 site due to weather conditions. Um, in October 2007 press conference, announced that a follow-up mission in August successfully covered more petrified wood from the site Ertegol reported. Um, in a press conference on April 25, 2010, they announced that an October 2009 expedition had excavated and filmed the wooden structure discovered by Ertegol, although their website claimed Ertegol Discovering the site in August 2006, he stated at the press conference that he learned of it in June 2008. Um, the one structure reported by them in 2004 was not addressed. According to NAMI, specimens from the site were carbon dated to 4800 BCE. Footage of the interior of the structure was released on their YouTube account. They said that Turkey would submit the location for designation on a, as a World Heritage Site. However, when reached for comment, a spokesperson for UNESCO said the organization had not received such a request. The immediate response to the 2010 announcement was largely skeptical. Um, mainstream scientists objected to the lack of professional archaeologists involved with the research and the decision to reveal the findings via a media event rather than publishing a peer-reviewed study. Creationists also expressed concern about the lack of data available for independent corroboration. Andrew A. Sneeling later said that NAMI supplied him with a radiocarbon dating report, which showed that only one test of one sample had produced the publicized result of 4800 BCE. However, Snailing rejected that result as evidence for Noah's Ark based on creationist beliefs 
about carbon-14 levels in antediluvian wood. Turkey's Ministry of Culture and Tourism expressed doubt that nominees secured permission to conduct their expeditions, began an ex investigation as to how NAMI transported its wood samples from Turkey to China. Within days of the announcement, Randall Price um, came forward with allegations that Urcher Goal hired Kurdish workers to construct the site using wood from an old structure near the Black Sea. NAMI issued a statement saying that its relationship with Price ended in October 2008. And he was therefore unfamiliar with findings made after that time. Defending NAMI's claims, team members argued that it would not be possible to haul enough materials up Mount Ararat to build the structure that they had described. In rebuttal, Price and his colleagues cited the use of heavy equipment in other Ararat expeditions, as well as a 2007 publicity stunt in which Greenpeace built a 33-foot replica of Noah's Ark on the mound. After promoting the release of a 2011 film, The Days of Noah 2 Apocalypse, the NAMI website noahsarksearch.net was no longer updated. Support for NAMI's claim was later taken up by Norman Geisler, who invited Urcher Gold to speak at an apologist conference organized by Southern Evangelical Seminary in October 2015. Um, Joel Klenk has continued to promote their claims as directly as of December 2020. NAMI and Goal never disclosed the location of the site they reported, although they claimed in 2010 to have independently located Donald McKenzie, a self-styled missionary who had searched for Noah's Ark for nearly a decade, traveled to Ararat in 2010, hoping to find the site on his own. He contacted his family from the mountain in September, but was never heard from again. So the guy just died. Oh, God. His abandoned campsite was later found but the circumstances of his disappearance remain unknown. So, like, stop searching for Noah's Ark. Jesus. It's not there. It didn't exist. It's a, it's a legend. A myth. It's a story. Made for children. Oh, my God. There's nothing there. There's nothing on Mount Ararat. I just read... 2,000 years of idiots trying to look for it. Uh. This has been your host, Luke. Um, thank you for listening to this long uh, dissection of people foolishly looking for Noah's Ark on mm-hmm. Mount Ararat. Um Reptilian Insider News host signing out. Have a good night.